Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. November 20th, 2022, Abu Dhabi. After the final race of the Formula One calendar, comedian, podcaster, and Formula One pundit Alfie Brown had himself cryogenically frozen. He has been rewoken and reanimated just after the first race of the 2023 season. Alfie. Alfie, wake up. Alfie. Alfie. Hey, 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 buddy. Hey, buddy. No, just you, you warm up. You warm up. Sorry. Can we get can we get Alfie some more warm liquid goo, please? There you go. There you oh, go. Oh, that's nice. It was a rogue decision to be cryogenically frozen. Well, I just thought I was going to miss Formula One so much, and it was such an ex- it, 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 such a cliffhanger that you know I didn't want to I didn't want to wait uh, all that time to see Formula One again to see you again. Uh, well, you missed the first race, but don't worry. We, I, I I just thought I'd catch you up. Uh, okay, thank so, you very much indeed. Well, I'm, there was so much I, I'm excited about. May I? I, I, I mean. Matteo Binotto, uh, I'm very excited to see how he develops at the helm of Ferrari. After a P2, they must be excited. Obviously, they still had some of the old problems from Ferrari, but he was certainly improving things, it looked like. So I can't wait to see what he does. Um, yeah. Well, they, I imagine that if they were going to find a replacement for Binotto, they must have had somebody really good lined up, not just kind of poach any old tosser from an inferior team. Um, uh, oh. Oh, D- Danny. Danny's one of my favourite drivers. Like, so charismatic. I'm sure he found a seat. Oh. <clears throat> well, where is he? Uh... When I was cryogenically frozen, Piastri had just been announced for uh, Alpine. What a move. How cool, huh? Oh. Um... Right. I suppose I'll still get to see how Mick does, obviously after a tricky first season, but he was showing more signs of confidence towards the end of last. And, you know, I... I you know I, what? I let, me just, yeah, yeah, just let me just stop you. Let me just... Right. Uh, yeah. Right. Well, that's a bit of a bummer, to be honest, Josh. Like, I bet the, the new the new tyre regs, they must have made qualifying more interesting, though, right? Uh, right. At least McLaren are probably back on form. Um, well, it's just as long as Red Bull aren't clear of everybody again like they were last season, then I'll be fine to watch it, I suppose. Yeah. I'm sure Bahrain's usually a good first race. I'm looking forward to watching it. Now we have to f***ing talk about racing. We're going to watch a car race, Michael. It's when nerds try and be cool. I think you've done brilliantly. Good podcasting. How do you feel about Rolexes?
We are back. Season two. And this time it's impersonal. The DA2 is what I'm calling this season because all the cars are like the RB14. Okay. So this is this is DA2. Okay. Welcome back. uh, Another year. Are you ready? What was your over what was your overarching feeling after watching that Bahrain race? Ennui? Um mine was shame. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well I felt shamed. I don't think they're too distant, are they, ennui and shame? You know when you're going out with someone. And you keep arguing, and then the person you're dating goes, "Look, I promise I'll change." And mm. You go, "You go, okay. I think maybe they will, even though they never have changed." Yeah, it's uh, watching Formula One this season very much feels like, you know, f- fool me once, shame on you. <laughs> fool me twice, shame on me. This is my fault now. This is not Formula One's fault anymore. This is my fault. I couldn't believe after the first corner was fantastic. What a first corner! And then Shall we make this a podcast about the first corner of every We should race? just change the name of this show to the first corner. And all we review every week. Imagine how much more we'd enjoy Formula One <laughs> if every race review was about the first corner. I, and the, the, the commentator's so excited. You can, and it's such a subtle difference. Have you noticed this? When it's, and it's lights out at the Bahrain Grand Prix. The driver, the off. Here we go. And then it's talking really quickly. Uh, Verstappen coming off the inside and then Leclerc trying to get him. And then they have to do it again at the end of the race to sound excited. But they can't. So that so they have to do an impression of how they sounded at the beginning of the race. Max Verstappen again by forty five motherfucking seconds. And it's they're so angry, but they're still trying to sound excited. He was Max Verstappen was, I think, three seconds clear by the end of lap two. By the end of the race, he was half a second faster than um, than the Mercedes per lap. Mm. Half a second faster per lap than the Mercedes. I was. Toto looked like the the reason that yesterday was so upsetting was was firstly I felt like I was watching a race from 2022 that's the first reason Mm. secondly I felt like I was watching the end of Lewis Hamilton's career and thirdly I felt like I was watching um I watched the whole season yesterday that's what I watched I watched the whole 2023 season there's a feeling at the end of at the beginning of each race as you know you're in lap two lap three max verstappen pulls ahead he's uh three or four seconds in front and you go oh there's the race and you just you therefore relinquish yourself of the possibility of feeling excitement for the next hour and a half Mm -hmm. which is of course what you got into watching formula one for a little bit of excitement more fool us (laughs) but today there wasn't just the feeling of oh no it's the next the next hour and a half is going to be dull you got the feeling of the whole next how many months is it? Nine months. Nine months. Yes. Yeah. The gestation of an entire human life's worth of time mm-hmm. just falling away like a wet cake. Yeah. And in qualifying as well, when red, because all the cars didn't go out in Q3 because they got an extra set of tires because of the red flag, extra set of softs. So all the cars thought they were being so clever. Mercedes and Ferrari and Aston Martin not sending the drivers out going, no, 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 we're going to hold back because we've got an extra set of softs now. So we're going <laughs> to screw Red Bull. And just Red Bull went, yeah, well, we're going to send our cars out. And, and they weren't, e- when Red Bull qualified, they weren't even in sixth gear. Do you know what I mean? They yeah. were like in second, they qualified in second gear. That's how fast they were, that they held back in qualifying and all, still won. All I hear when I see the Red Bull team is the Imperial March. 
every single time one of their cars goes round, every single time I see Christian Horner, it's it's only the Imperial March. Just uh, like they they are relentless and feelingless and all conquering, and we are all in a lot of trouble. Uh, and also the first race of the se- uh, the season. More dispiriting for us as spectators, of course, as we've already established. But also, you can see in the drivers' faces, like, they they, they suddenly know what their car is worth. So they suddenly... It's the most depressing race of the season (laughs) because they now know how the season's going to go. And you could see it, especially in Lando's face, like, before the race. He goes, ha-ha, yeah, I hate Formula One. Like, (laughs) um, I hate my car, I hate my life, I hate everything. (laughs) It's like if like you never know like it's like everybody's pulled their cock out mm-hmm. and suddenly we now know where we all stand. Yeah, but yesterday was so much worse because it was like Red Bulls. It was like your dad's cock in a dream. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, and you see his, and you're like, oh my god, that's you know, like it cast a shadow <laughs> over everything. It was horrible. Anyway, let's go. Let's go. I am excited to slag off Formula One for okay. another year. For, for slag off Formula One for a year. This is an anti-Formula One podcast. Um, because we'd seen this race before and we went essentially back to the future, mm-hmm. um, I thought it might be fun uh, if we uh, reimagined the Back to the Future films mm-hmm. uh, under the theme F1. Okay. So this is a Formula One reenactment of uh, Back to the Do Future. Do you need some music? Um uh, yeah, please. Do you want to go back? Do you want Back in Time by Huey Lewis in the news, or do you want the theme tune by John Williams? Uh, yeah, how does it go again? I, John Williams, you, it's it's always impossible to know whether you're doing Indiana Jones, Superman, Star Wars, or Back to the Future. I mean, it? I could do all of them, but for the sake of our viewers, I won't. Okay, great. Um, but in, uh, Back to the Future is. <laughs> These drivers are going back to the future, starring Charles Leclerc. Doc, you can't just walk into a store and buy a new power unit. (laughs) Oscar Piastri, why don't you make like Latifi and get out of here? (laughs) And Fernando Alonso. Fernando, Fernando, it is your cousin Marcos. You know that new team you've been looking for? Well, listen to this. Scoozy, scoozy, maybe you guys aren't ready for that yet, but your girlfriends are going to love it. (laughs) And Max Verstappen, overtaking... Where we're going, we don't need overtaking. <laughs> there we go. That's back to the future. But they will need roads. They will need roads where they're yeah. going. Oh, my God. All right. Okay. Although I feel like Red Bull are one development period away from not needing roads anymore. That's going to be what happens. <laughs> like, it's like, like it's going to hover up like a Harrier jump jet. Yeah. The wheels are going to fold in. Like the 2019-2020 season where, where Red Bull had that steering wheel that you'd push in that could, that could cool the tyres. We feel so far away from an amazing and ingenious development period from Mercedes. I mean, it's it's astounding that the all these new regulations to make the racing closer, and it's the same. It's the same as it was when Mercedes were... The difference was is that when Mercedes were running off into the distance, winning race after race after race, I don't think there was such a feeling of hatred... Or such a feeling of sadness because Red Bull, like you say, are the Death Star, mm. and it's really hard to be happy for them because what they've done, the tactics they've pulled while while you were cryogenically frozen, yeah, is that they put Danny Rick in the reserve seat because basically 
Checo crashed into that wall in Monaco, did he, didn't he? Max refused to give Checo back that place. And Red Bull went, okay, we're in a position now where we're going to have two drivers fighting for a championship next year. It's obviously Max's team. It's obviously Max's car. How do we lasso Checo into place so he just stays where he belongs and is a great two driver? And they went, well, let's get that Australian guy back in. And just have him, you know that George Carlin joke when he goes, um, the uh, upper classes do none of the work, pay none of the taxes. The mm. middle classes do all the work, pay all the taxes. And the lower classes are there to scare the shit out of the middle classes. Mm. <laughs> right. Danny Rick is there to scare the shit out of Checo. But also Red Bull are in a position now where they could just go, like, why not just get, George Russell in to be at Red... Like, why not get the second... Charles Leclerc, whoever the second best driver in... Lewis Hamilton, whoever the second best driver is, just get... Because what the fuck is Max going to do? Go to a worse team and go, no, I don't like it. So they could just get and have the only competition be between the two of them. And they'd still have the, the winning driver. They could just fuck Max, and that would be quite fun. And, and it's, it's also, not going to happen, but I'd like it. It's also the celebrity-fying of the reserve driver shows just how much Formula One is like popping at the minute like it's like it's just so much pressure there's so many so much so many eyeballs on it that they have to lots of new formula one podcasts aren't there yeah there are yeah 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 but thank you for listening to da2 dirty air oh yeah we haven't done that i'm josh weller and i'm alfie brown and this is dirty air season two Two. um okay pre-race they've got the guy from succession brian cox doing his he did the beginning and the end driving yeah. What? Why? Okay. Firstly, it was quite good. It was quite good. It was a good montage. That's not what I want from my pre-race Formula One. No, it one. didn't feel very Formula One, did it? No. What do we want from a pre-Formula One race? A sort of we want a cult, uh, uh, like a uh, 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 an insensitive pastiche of the local culture. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's what I want. So in Japan, you yeah. would get no. You'd get that like those woodblock gling gling. And then like a sa- whoosh, like a samurai sword coming out of a yeah yeah yeah, and yeah. It's samurai sword whoosh, and on the silver it says like F one yeah you know and then in Monaco you'd get someone um, uh, um, shredding documents and, <laughs> and hiding cash yeah yeah right? yeah yeah throwing kind of like a, yeah. a, a prostitute off the side of a, a, a yacht she fell yeah, yeah and in Monaco in Bahrain I want that co- that cobra. Um, that culturally insensitive cobra flute <laughs> and like a, a cobra coming out. Oh, well, how does it go? How does the, that cobra, go? the cobra does look a bit like a Formula One car now, doesn't it? With that side. Cobras have side pods, essentially. Yeah. Don't they? So like a little cobra comes out in the shape of a car. Yeah. And the tongue comes out and it's Alonso. That's what I want from my. Those are just, it's, those, those are its ribs. You yeah. Know. I don't want. I don't want Formula One being clever and getting the most sought-after actor from the best show in television. All it didn't make Formula One look bad. It made him look Brian bad. Brian Cox look bad. It made Brian Cox look bad. <laughs> I he, think. Do you reckon there was also, a booking error and they made they meant they to meant get the, the scientists? The, yeah, yeah. yeah. Formula hey. One is back, and this time all the drivers are going to be cascading over a sea of tarmac. Oh, I can't wait. In the empty, barren galaxy black hole that is the FIA. Um, yeah, I think that he's... Uh, <laughs> I think Brian Cox... It's funny as well, because Brian Cox has that book out as well, where he's like, yeah, screw the government. And then someone at Sky was like, hey, you know Murdoch funds this channel. Do you want tons of money? <laughs> um 
I thought that the uh I mean should we get into our should we do our race? Oh also, sorry. Very happy to see Nico Rosberg back in the paddock. Yes. Did he get the vaccine or is it just finished? He doesn't look like somebody who would have gotten the vaccine. I did feel like if the teams wanted to shave a couple of tenths off their lap times, they could just rub Nico Rosberg's face over the tires. <laughs> Because he's got so much shine on his face. Yes, he's 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 no stranger to the chemical peel, is he? He looks like Christian Bale wearing the mask in American <laughs> Psycho. <laughs> he looks like he's in Vanilla Sky. It's so funny that it doesn't matter that he's an anti-vaxxer. That's all, that's all done now. But it's funny that he owns an ice cream shop and is an anti-vaxxer. Those are two. I don't know why I find that funny. I think it's the juxtaposition between like being a like a monogas or a, a, a Monaco resident, yeah, and then doing something as quaint and as like village sentimentality, kind of community supporting. Uh, it's quite nurturing and innocent it, it the ice is. cream it's shop. So nice, like mm. someone would come in the ice cream shop and he'd be rolling up scoops, and mm. the and the, the the patron would be wearing a mask, and he'd go, "Oh, you're one of those, are you? Mm. Are you going to eat your ice cream?" Yeah, yeah. You and know, he'd, he'd be he'd telling you about the difference between gelato and ice cream. Actually, there's a difference in the churning process, and the uh, uh, egg uh, is uh, in uh, gelato. And the government's lying to us. Um, <laughs> sh- okay. Also, uh, um, scan the QR code. As well, I don't oh. know for, for our listeners abroad. Um, I don't know if you have this, but we have Sky Sports. That's how we watch our Formula One, isn't it? Yes, and um, there's a new thing where they go right on board with every driver. Scan the QR code, and they have to say it like five times it's during the race. Absolutely exhausting for any fans who uh, for any fans of Formula One who are also fans of UFC, the Ultimate Fighting Championship. You'll be aware of aware of this phenomenon because the commentators every five seconds, oh my god, great straight leg kick and a reverse choke, and this is by Timax and Drink Prime and like every every single thing they mention about the fight is suddenly like uh, uh, topped by some invitation to buy a Timex product or <laughs> cryptocurrency. And I can't tell you how many times I learned that you could watch all of them in whichever car you wanted to watch. Like, you could watch from whichever car you wanted. I I could not get over um, how much the gridwalk, people were hocking their products on the gridwalk. Brundle's trundling around going, how's it going? And Jackie Stewart's like, yeah, I'm here for my charity. And then he goes to some other guy and he's like, yeah, I'm here because of my new business venture. And I just, I want, where's the, why is, I want him to, asking someone to rap. I want it to be a mess. And what I took yesterday from the race, from the, the new, like, and the way that everyone looks like they're in Tron at the beginning. Like, it looks like when the Power Rangers would morph when you see the drivers in the opening credits now. And it's all so shiny. That's what Formula One looks like now. Everything is so shiny and perfect. And it's lost that raw, like, edgy danger. To, I don't feel like, I don't feel the danger when I'm watching Yeah, it. these aren't characters. There's, it's lost its element of rock and roll. They all, every single shot in that new intro, they all look like, um, you know, when you were in a, like a, like not for years, but you know, when you used to be in a club and, uh, you see like a public school I mean, sorry, boy. can I stop you there? No. Okay. Uh, you know when you see any public school boy? Just, you know, okay, just imagine you, a public you, school boy you know dancing what? to Faithless. Uh, okay. <laughs> Every, like George Russell, I can't get no sleep. That's what he looks yeah, like. In 4K. And they all do this thing where they look down and the cameraman goes, okay, now look up. And they all slowly look up. 
at the camera mm. and like Charles or Max is like leaning against the wall one of them and it just it's just I don't know whether it's my childhood memory of like analog tv and it and it wasn't actually it actually looked very futuristic when I was a kid but that's obviously aged mm. and now I'm looking at something that looks futuristic and in 10 years I'll be nostalgic for it I don't know if it's that or if Formula One is just too shiny now N- include not just Nico Rosberg's face and the, not yes not literally but just also like everything about it is too shiny yeah uh, it's literally too shiny and figuratively too shiny uh, also just to mention one more thing about Brundle's pit walk his interaction with Rory Bremner the impressionist mm. uh, who have you got for us today oh well there's you know I could do this and I can do this right bye and I, <laughs> such a fuck you to the impressions I can do, you know, Bernie Eccleston. I can do Jackie Stewart. I can do Donald Trump. There you go. Right. <laughs> cheers. Um, Clarkson. <laughs> Clarkson's showing his age, wasn't he, yesterday? He looks like an old bloke. He looks like an old man. And also when they went, he's just, I'm so happy it's back. I can't wait. It's going to be a great race. And I was like, why? someone had to f- say it, didn't they? Mm. Someone had to jinx it. Everyone, yeah. when you watch Formula One, when you're a driver, when you're a pundit, you should just go, I think this is going to be a bit boring. Otherwise, it's going to be a bit boring. And I tell you what, for all of the chat before the race about Alonso. 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 <laughs> he had a Mondo notion to get really fast. Uh, he, all of the chat about him, as soon as he got clipped by Lance, I went, of course. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and it's not his fault. It's everyone who's spoken too much. But... Um, uh, Alonso, so great a character is he that he is impervious to the curse of the commentator, it seemed. And that leads us neatly, I think, Joshua. Into our race review. To our race review. What's the full name of the race? Oh, oh piss and shit. Here we go again. Okay, I got it. I got okay, it. great. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, let's get into our race review of the Formula One Golf Air Bahrain Grand Prix 2023. Uh, in tenth place, I can't be- the joy I have in saying in tenth place with a DNF and a P seventeen. I would just like to contrast it to last year's tenth. Do you remember who was tenth this time last year? I believe it was Williams. This time last year, yeah. after the first race last yeah. year, who was tenth? Red Bull. Was it? Re- oh yeah, of course, because they had two DNFs. Yeah, and you did not shut up about it. <laughs> well, that's, that's the hope I have yeah. is that this year with Red Bull Red Bull like, of the new Ferrari. Yeah, Ferrari started last year and everyone went, well this is obviously Ferrari's year, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then by race 3 we went, maybe not, maybe both the cars exploding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um McLaren uh in 10th place, Norris 17th and Piastri eating a nice big slice of humble fuck pie. Um by Who? Ha- was that race more humiliating for Piastri or Norris? I mean, I I photoshopped his thing saying his tweet when he went. Uh, Alpine re- re- um, released a statement saying that I, I will not be racing for Alpine next year, and I cut out for Alpine, so I just said I will not be racing next year. Because, <laughs> and he here's the thing with Piastri is. It looked like, if, if you watched um, Drive to Survive Season 5, if you enjoy a soap opera in between uh, the sports season of Formula 1, um, I have to be careful what I say because I've been accused of gatekeeping on TikTok. Yeah, but um, you don't have to be careful because everybody on TikTok is a kind of demented loser. 
By the way, including you, follow <laughs> follow us on TikTok. Actually, including us, including us at Very Dirty Air. We have some exciting content that we're putting out this year. Well, and it's yeah, not maybe. we're not clipping up the podcast like every other podcast. We've got a special event coming every week. We're just developing it. Um, just, you know, we're developing the package. Yeah, we got some up, we got some upgrades got some coming upgrades to our upgrades coming to the podcast this year. But Piastri being such a bellend, and it wasn't edited bellend. It wasn't like they did with Norris in Drive to Survive. Um, which also in the beginning of Drive to Survive, Norris goes, he gets in his car and he goes, yeah, I've got a girlfriend now. And then it's just, you're right, babe. Him, her in the backseat. You're right, babe. You're comfy. You're right, babe. 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 You're right, babe. And then they go to the race together and he waits for her where she's trying to get through the beep beep turnstile thing to hold her hand. And it's all very, I mean, I've got a girlfriend now. No mention of her after that first episode. They just broke up and they just... Chopped. I've not watched it yet. Do they still do, like, they, they each cut her out episode the show. is a team? You know in the first series of Friends where Monica has that black chef friend who she talks to and then in the rest... Of the, she's, like, in the first three episodes and then she's gone. And they went, yeah, not that character. Let's yes, keep him white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they did to Norris's girlfriend. Yeah, or, um, or, or Josh Lyman's ex in the first series of The West Wing. And... Uh, uh, Piastri, his whole thing where he looks straight into the camera and goes, yeah, I'm a world champion. I'm a world champion. Piastri says that. He says something along those lines. Like, a, like someone think tanked what Verstappen naturally did and went, yeah, do that. I am excited about watching it. And also, you said you've enjoyed this series of Drive to Survive. I did. I thought it was, um, as far as, sh- it was nowhere near as manipulated as previous seasons. That's good. And, um, I mean, Danny must be laughing watching that yesterday he if if there's anything to take from mclaren absolutely chunking it yesterday how smug can you be when you couldn't find a seat he got paid 13 million to not drive that car Mm. (laughs) that is winning yeah i did like with I've mentioned it before, but the way Lando was talking at the beginning, he was he he looks seriously upset about the notion of having to drive this car for the next nine months. And although it was more humiliating for Piastri to just like to just splutter and it's almost more humiliating when the car just stops and you have to kind of park it rather than like. <laughs> careening it into some big wall it's like yeah that's like a that's a bloke's way to stop but oh fuck 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 and then pull it into a siding like thomas the tank engine it's so the the way mclaren were trying to save face by keeping lando did five stops yesterday Uh, yeah because he like it was because he had to have his car pumped up yeah it was like i'm only allowed an inflatable car you know when you sleep to go and get my car pumped up at the pit stop every now and again. You know when you wake up at 2am on an inflatable bed and you go, okay, I've got to pump this up a bit now. I actually don't. Tss, 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 you have to stand there with your foot angrily <laughs> at 2 o'clock in the morning because it's just there's a slow puncture in it. That's what his car was doing yesterday. Ugh. It was so good. And watching Piastri, I'm, I mean, it, he uh, Piastri is my dirty air driver of the day. Uh, yeah, I know. I saw you. You you, you screenshotted me yourself uh, voting for him. No, I um, voted for Ocon in the actual. I oh, actually, you voted for yeah, Ocon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think thirty-five seconds worth of penalties <laughs> is, I think, remarkable. But we'll get to him. It would have been nice for him to get up to a lap, wouldn't it? Like one lap worth know, of penalties. Be, well, I mean, he, um, the Red Bull car had a 
was it a 35 second lead by the end? So it was essentially all of Ocon's penalties, wasn't it? Mm. He, uh, he, Ocon, even with all those penalties, had he finished the race, would have finished ahead of Norris. It's so funny, isn't it? Okay, Haas, uh, P9. Not doing it. Uh, <laughs> come on, man. It's a new season. Oh, oh well, uh, who are their drivers? I bet they've done something really exciting. <laughs> Who have they got driving for them? Because they got rid of like Mick Schumacher, uh, a an F two like champion, was he? Yeah. Uh, really exciting, really young driver. F two and F three. You have, a, I think, you have a responsibility to young drivers when you take them on to develop them. If you sign a young driver, it's your responsibility to develop them. So I imagine they've done right by him and not just done the most. After last year, when I said they were too, that they were too boring with Mick, and now. <laughs> I'm just not doing it. I'm not talking about fucking Haas. Uh, they are the overnight oats of Formula One. <laughs> Kevin Magnussen and Hulkenberg. I feel like between the wrinkles the two of them have in their faces, you could put a whole deck of cards. <laughs> you know what they remind me of, those two drivers? They, they feel like the human embodiment of, you know, those adverts for like trousers and reading lamps you get in The Guardian? Yeah. That, that's them. They're those. That's what they should have on their cars. Like, get, buy two pairs of trousers for thirty-five pounds. You, you know, it's amazing reading light <laughs> for your sad old eyes. Magnuson and Hockenberg remind me of you know the two people that would come to assembly who were in the army, who would try and tell you to join the army, <laughs> and then you realise uh, like a few years later that they were territorial army and they didn't really serve. <laughs> that's what they remind me of. They're like I and I mean Hockenberg. Ulkenbeer, who is just, what is Gunter Steiner thinking? I don't know. What I understand that they want seasoned drivers because they know that they can't f- fight to win, and every championship point um, means extra sponsorship money. Um, so it's good that they finished in fifteenth and thirteenth. In the f- oh my god, I, I, you know what? I'm not going to talk about them this season. Yeah. Um, in eighth place, uh, currently in the world championship. Do it. Alpha Audi. I feel like, do we need different catchphrases this Maybe, year? Maybe, but we'll develop them. They can be our upgrades too. Yeah, we need we need upgrades to our catchphrases. I think there are certain ones that we should retire. Yes. Maybe Alpha Tauri retire. Maybe I, maybe Alpine. Maybe Alpine. We got a few retire. complaints throughout the season about Alpine. Yeah. About our singing, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe um, it's time to retire. So, yeah, but I can't retire Bottas. I can't. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, we'll find out. I love it too much. Okay, we'll we'll find out. And he had a great race. Nick DeVries, um, after his remarkable uh, drive last year 
uh, when he stepped in for Williams. I think he finished in P9 or P6. Oh, yeah. Um, finished in 14th. And uh, Yuki Tsunoda in 11th. Yes. Um, Yuki Tsunoda seems to be in much better spirits this year. I'm enjoying... If you can make it through Drive to Survive without wanting to hug Yuki Tsunoda at how sad he is when Gasly leaves. Oh, really? Mate, it, it's genuinely so heartwarming oh. when he goes, but we're still friends. He says it to him, but we'll still be friends, right? And Gasly's like, you can see Gasly being, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing stars. Oh no, I'm dying. <laughs> oh God. You can see Gasly going, just shit off. Like I've been nice to you because we the teacher made us partners, but now I'm I'm moving into the into the first team and just leave me alone, you little squid. Is that what he's done though? It seems like a yeah, anyway. Well, we'll get to it. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Uh, I thought it's pretty much as good a day as a day with no points gets. They both were absolutely fine. Alpha Tauri can expect to get points in some races and not in others. They had. Not, you don't think that? No, I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I think Sonoda being a P11 first race is actually pretty good. And yeah. I think, I think yeah, Gasly, um, sorry, not Gasly. De Vries. Um, De Vries is, I mean, we'll see if he, to use a Formula One phrase, unlocks his potential. Yeah. I, 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 as we were saying about Mick for all of last season, uh, it's very hard to judge people. I mean, we were saying, I remember us saying after five races last year, you can't judge any new driver after five races. Mm. So you certainly can't judge them after one but uh, Nick is old as well. He's not forty, but he is forty. Do you know what I mean? Like he's the, the uh, yeah, he's like the oldest driver in the paddock, in my opinion. He's not. But he's, he, he's mid twenties. But he is. Yeah, so he's, he's he's the oldest a rookie can get. Really, he is so old for um, for Formula One. Although I believe, if if I'm right, I think Alonso was driving when Piastri was just still come. Yeah. Or an embryo, whichever way you put it, the combination of the two. Yeah, yeah, He was still in two separate people. He was still... <laughs> <laughs> he was still one hot date yeah. away. The constituent elements yeah, yeah, of yeah. Piastri were in two separate human beings. Which I think that's the perfect way for Alonso to exist. Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Maybe Piastri's parents watched Alonso win a, a great race and the wife went, oh, I like that Alonso. And mm. then she jumped on... On Mr. Piastri. Although, to be fair, Alonso has found his bloom in later life. He was not always the Lothario that we see. Yeah, okay, let's now. not dedicate the whole podcast to him yet. Um, well, I think. In seventh place, uh, Logan. 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 Sergeant. You know, his middle name as well is like Hunter. Logan Hunter Logan Sergeant. Hunter Sergeant. Heartwarming story of a young Formula One driver. We've done a lot of uh, the movie voice this Yeah, episode. We're so desperate for an American driver that we will take someone who has only ever had eight wins in his entire racing career against 141 race entries. He's never won F2. He's never won F3. But America, with three races on the calendar this year, is so desperate for a gun-toting freedom cowboy that they've put this chap in. Well, we say that, but he's done pretty well in the race. I mean, it is remarkable how soon as you get rid of Latifi that Williams are a midfield team. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because Albon, that's good for Albon. He's performed like we know. And what, what basically what this shows, it's either way it's promising for Williams, is that either the car has more speed or they've now got another driver as well as Albon who can outperform the limitations of the car. Mm -hmm. which is, and I'm not sure which one it is, it's quite hard to tell. 
We don't, we don't really know if Latifi can come back in and replace Logan Sargent for a race or two. They, I was going to say we should do a shot every time they say Logan Sargent this season because I think we will be sober. Yeah. Um, they mentioned him twice, once. On yeah, the, it's the perfect AA drinking game. I didn't hear them say Hulkenberg in the race yesterday and I didn't hear them say uh, Joe Guan Yu either. It's all, what always makes this part of the podcast quite difficult, trying to find something to say about people who no nothing was said about. <laughs> Like, how do you do that? Um, but Albon and Logan Sargent, I think that's that's pretty much all you can say about them. So, uh, okay, in ninth sixth, place, sixth place, in sixth place, Alpine. Alpine, you peen, we all peen for Alpine. Alpine. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, listener. I hope that one meets yeah. your ears better. Um, we got a very we got a very upset tweet from someone saying, "Can you was, stop singing?" That was very. It, it was really measured. I think it, oh, was, it was the politest a complaint about the podcast can get. Love you guys. Hate that song. <laughs> uh, Gasly in ninth and Ocon in nineteenth. Uh, Ocon got. Did he get five penalties? Or was it three? It was a five and then a ten and then a fifteen. No, he. Got, I think it was five penalties. Or three penalties, whatever. He got was. his first penalty for shunting. No, he, he got his first penalty for being too far ahead at the beginning of the race. Oh, yeah. And then he went in and then he didn't serve the penalty properly. Yeah, because somebody started unscrewing his nose. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, before the time was up. So then he got a longer penalty on top of that. And then did he get another penalty after that? Yeah. He got, I think, I, I mean, it's it's a speeding in the pit lane as well. Oh, great. Bands. So he went, fucking come on, I got a five second penalty. Let's go. <laughs> And um, yeah, he was my, I voted for him on driver of the day, but also I just think I wanted to talk a little bit about the drivers off season, like what we think they did in mm. the off season. But I feel like that's a whole episode and there's so much to, there is so much to talk about Save this it for week. for a week off. Yeah. But I do think Ocon looks like he had a lot of sex. Uh, do you think he's come back with a swagger that was not there previously? Do you think it's like that, the, the Kevin and Perry sketch where, uh. Kevin has sex for the first time and he goes, hello, dad. Would you like to go to the football today? Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay. Yeah. He looks like he's, um, yeah. Or like when Perry goes to Manchester for yeah. one weekend. <laughs> yeah. Your mom's dead fit. I'd love to shag her. Oh, I'm his person. Hello. <laughs> um, it felt very much like um, Esteban Ocon has been getting his rocks off in the off season. I'm not sure what made you think that. Cause I didn't, I didn't pick all I picked up on from Esteban Ocon was he's one of these drivers that when they DNF, it looks like somebody has, like, it looks like the DNF was a personal attack on their character. Yeah. They look so emotionally hurt yeah. by the DNF. Charles, for example, sort of went, you know, uh, it's not no, my no, problem. No, no, no. And that's it. Yeah. It just, you know, whatever. I don't, I don't care. Like, you just, I'm gonna, I need to go and have a lie down. Yeah. Whereas Ocon looked... Devastated. Well, it's because French team, French driver, French driver, the Preed du France. Mm. Um, And he's also up against, obviously, so my prediction for this season for Alpine is that they're going to be the midfield fallout. The the Rosberg-Hamilton. They hate each other. Mm -hmm. And they keep saying on camera, well, nobody else understands how much we get along and what we've been through apart from us, Mm. which is the way that you say, I wish he was dead without saying it. Right. (laughs) And but what they what they've also got is they've got this sort of Blues Brothers, Jake and Elwood dynamic where one of them is this like, you know, like Ocon is very much the John Belushi. He's the little sort of nerdy guy. Mm. And then Gasly is the Dan Aykroyd, hunky, tall, thin 
you know, Gasly is the hunk. Or it's mm. more like more like twins, Danny DeVito and Schwarzenegger. Okay, sure. And like Gasly is like this, like he has that uh, that celebrity stubble. Mm-hmm. He has the six pack, and he works so hard on his physical appearance. And he is always saying that he's a world champion driver. And whereas Ocon's sort of like a little geeky dude. And it's it will come to blows this year. There's no way it can't. Well, that's something we can look forward to as, you know, uh, Max Verstappen flies off into the sunset. I was sort of confused when Gasly moved to Alpine, like what he'd done to earn the move. Like, what well, I suppose it's being French. Yeah, and because they had to team. buy him out of Red Bull as well. But I mean, he wasn't pulling up any trees at... Red Bull. No, and he didn't. He didn't yesterday either with no. a um, nine and a nineteen. Yes, but finishing um, in the points is a is a very good start of the season for him. So that's another reason why Ocon would have been absolutely devastated. Yeah, yeah fuming. Uh, fifth, fifth place we have Alpha Romeo. Alpha Moreo with uh, Zhou Guanyu in sixteenth, and it's for the first time in twenty twenty three. It's time for Smacky Bobbo. I know people who also hate that song, but yeah. you love it too much. I'd like to nominate uh, Valtteri Bottas. As your driver of the day? No, as the driver of this podcast. As the driver that w- I think it should be the driver that we. Jeremy Clarkson said at the beginning, it's not like football, you don't support a team. I'd like to nominate him as the driver that we both support. Really? Throughout the season. I mean, I I get it. Uh, he is, he's grown into his like no, mid thirties yeah. with such grace. He's having his Alonso moment. He's got a mullet. He's got a mullet he's and got a, a moustache. Yeah. He looks absolutely he, yeah, but, fabulous. But you know what? You know when you start dating someone and you sort of appropriate a lot of their culture and loves. Do you think that's what's happening? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got an Australian girlfriend, and all of a sudden he's like. Oh my god! Making really? flat whites and has got a mullet and a yeah. I'm on smoko. Like he's all of a sudden <laughs> he's having his smoko face, isn't he? <laughs> I'm on smoko. He's that's exactly where he is. So it is cool, but it's also it's him really trying to show his girlfriend. Oh, that that's he's... so much more embarrassing than I thought it was. But is it? But is it embarrassing? Has he found himself finally? Well, I don't know. Or maybe he's just found, maybe he's just this kind of The only way chameleon. is if he starts dating like a black female tennis player next mm. and then starts, and then gets cornrows, then, then yeah, we'll then know. then we're in trouble. But for now, uh, the less culturally appropriating uh, mullet and tash, I am all that I just this year want him to race in dungarees. That's all I, all I want. Fucking It hell. would be so good. And also he did that post, like everyone was like back to work and they were in the gym and he did just him eating a chip with a pint. Back to work. I, yeah, I love him. I know. I love him. Do you know why? It's because he, he's promoting a culture and an aesthetic that makes us feel good about ourselves. In the shiny, like I was saying, in the shiny shimmering state of Formula One, he's rough. He's a, he's, he's a little bit rough and a little bit But like, also he's showing some autonomy and thinking for himself. He's not gone in and asked for a short back and sides. He is not just doing the stupid pose that they're telling him to do with his hands up against the wall and his leg crossed over the other and then looking up like he's a kind of a sexy marionette. Mm. He's also not George Russell. He's also not in Drive to Survive. Oh, really? Yeah. Fuck, well, I might not bother watching it then. Uh, Which is really funny. It's a shame because everyone obviously loved seeing his bum. But I would have really enjoyed seeing him get a mullet. I know he posted it on Instagram, but... Um, Um, 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I love him, and I and I I I've back and forth on it quite a few times in this just in this chat alone. Mm-hmm. But no, I'd like to maintain my nomination of him as driver my of the beloved season. driver, my well, mo- who, the dirty air most beloved driver. Who's your driver of the season? Let us know on Twitter at very dirty air. Um, um, I think Zhou Guanyu sixteenth, not obviously a good start, but I think he will hopefully um, be top of the midfield. Well, he was flattering to on. deceive as well last season. It's seeming a little bit like he's a bit more of a Zhoa, not a grower. <laughs> you a fan of that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, in fourth place, um, with a DNF and a fourth place finish, um, Ferrari. Can I be honest? I still want your car not on the podium. You still make my heart beat fourth fastest. Ferrari. Ferrari. <laughs> uh, um, oh, oh, good news. Yesterday, they went with uh, plan A. They did. Yeah. A progress. Pro- back to default settings is what's that, what that's yes, called. Yes, yes, yes. They, they, turned, they turned themselves off at the mains, blew in themselves, and then switched themselves back on. Here, that's another thing I um, noticed yesterday. First of all, two things that I found to use a uh, popular word, triggering. Mm-hmm. Um, when they said, we're going with plan A, I found that I was like, oh my God, how can we? How are we watching a 2022 race again? What's happening? Please mm-hmm. just win. Just win the race. And then when, they, when Charles DNF'd, I was like, yeah, well, that makes sense. But when I saw him get on a moped. Again. I had this emotional shunt. <laughs> In my body, and I just thought, "Oh my God, they're br- they've broken. They've they've. How do you break Charles Leclerc? What have they done to my boy? Yeah, how do you solve a problem like Ferrari? Uh, fourth how do you place, start a car that won't go. And oh my God, this um, is, I'm like, it's like we're in the twilight zone. Uh, the diff- a diff- different team principle, same team principles. <laughs> Uh, oh, very good. Thank you. That's Mr. two in a row. Mr. Vasseur. <laughs> mm. uh, Are you a Vasseus? No, actually, I'm a Vasseur. <laughs> <laughs> um, Charles DNFing, science coming forth. Despite them being lower in, you know, after this first race than Mercedes, I would feel more optimistic about the future were I a Ferrari person mm-hmm. than a Mercedes person. Yes, Toto moving on to third place with um, the wily old fox. Um, I mean, I feel like Russell's a wily old fox at this point, to be honest with you. Um, Lewis Hamilton fifth, George Russell seventh. Um, some nice fighting on lap 37, but that was kind of one of the only things in the race. Uh, I very much felt like um, Mercedes' era of dominance is well and truly over. I feel like if I didn't watch the race and I only watched Toto speak at the end of it, I still would have gotten that same feeling. He looked utterly depleted. Like last year, he could say to himself, blip. And this... It really looked like Toto wasn't in Kansas anymore. Yeah, he looked utterly ruined. And you always know when Toto's, you know when you know when the drivers um, keep their helmet visors down when they walk back to the paddock. Mm. When Toto's wearing glasses, mm. that's his version of that. <laughs> and he had his thick-rimmed um, architect spectacles on. Yeah, and he looked just s- sodden with sadness. Yeah, it was heartbreaking and not as a fan of Lewis Hamilton I'm not a fan of Lewis Hamilton I mean not really but I think that everyone who likes Formula One 
and doesn't support Red Bull or doesn't, you know, um, hate Lewis Hamilton. I think just generally fans of the sport know that he should have an eighth title. Yes, I think the yeah, he, he deserves that. And it's just not... Well, it's pretty mad to say that somebody deserves an eighth. Like, he's just... He's one of the greatest of all time. And well, that he, is, make... he is statistically... As it stands, he's got more wins than everyone else on the grid. Yeah, sure, but that's because he's raced more races. Alonso's, I think, raced more than him. Right, I but think. okay, okay. If, if you, if, I'm sure if you were to tally up amount of races raced for a top team in, the, like... I think it's very hard to statistically say that somebody's the best driver of all time because, A, you can't quite gauge the team in ratio to the strength of the other teams, yeah. like the competition at any given time. Like, is Max Verstappen as good as he's being made out or is he just much better than Perez and they are by far the best team? Uh, by the same dint, you could say the same thing about Hamilton's era of dominance, but he's certainly one of the best drivers of all time. But it's quite hard to go, he is the best driver of all time. Yeah, but had... We don't have the metrics for it. That's very true. But I think had 2021 played out normally, um, although yesterday I did ache a little for Michael Massey. I was like, oh, I think I preferred it when he was... Because uh, Sul- uh, Mohammed bin Suleyem, Suleyemen. he's uh, he's still um, head of the FIA, but he's taken a step back. Is that because he said something like not... Very good. I think he said quite a few things. What what sort of things did he say that were not very good? I think I'm not comfortable saying them. Oh right, are you not allowed to say them? I'm a, no, I, no. We're both allowed to say them, but I'd okay. rather there was, wasn't a recording that went out to the world. Oh yeah, it'd be quite good to because this is being recorded onto my laptop, so it'd be quite good ammunition to just <laughs> clip them out and use them as blackmail <laughs> nuggets against you if ever. But he was just being a bellend and he changed a bunch of things and he didn't want people coming in or he's and, and all the team principals hated him. So they went, OK, we're going to we're going to get uh, whatever his name, Placido Domingo, whatever. Not, not him because he's one of the three tenors, but we're going to get that guy in. Stefano Domenico will get we'll get him in. And he's now the face of kind of of the FIA mm. um, and or the face of F1. And um, it's. Yeah, I I don't think that we're facing a good season at the minute. Mm-hmm. And Michael Massey, twenty twenty one, pretty good season. Pre reg changes, closer drop, closer racing, and I think just I think one episode this year we should go to his house. We should sit him down. We should make him a nice cup of green tea and beg him to come back to F one. I don't. I think we were too harsh on Michael Massey. Yeah, and. I think it's nice that we've finally seen the error of our ways. And I'm not sure that many podcasts have the same capacity for self-reflection as we do. Mm-hmm. We're so nice. Well, and we're so good at learning. <laughs> uh, speaking of learning, um, learning how to be on the podium. Mm. Uh, although it was their second podium because Seb got one, I think, in Azerbaijan uh, two years ago. Um, Aston Martin. Aston I, can't, Martin. I can't believe I'm saying this. Nosebleed territory. It's nosebleed territory for Aston Martin. We jokingly said Stroll was going to finish 12th every race last season. Yeah. And with a broken wrist, and in, in Alonso's own words, he's my hero. I mean, uh, the, the sixth the bollocks on it. Place. Stroll puts his wrist through more than Lando <laughs> Norris on the day of an OnlyFans release. Do you think anyone in Lance's family offered him any kind of relief when he couldn't use his wrists? 
<laughs> Do you think there was anyone nearby to any new listeners we might have? Yes. This um, is what's called a callback yes. to a long-running and all I, I, I arguably too persistent joke about Lance's relationship. Yeah, we've killed his, it. We've killed this joke. But I will just say, if I was absolutely desperate for my stepmom to relieve my pressure, mm-hmm. I would break both my wrists and go, listen, this isn't even... A thi- I'm, you're, you're, this is a medical thing. You're just bleeding the radiator. Just <laughs> <laughs> tell you what, it's a pretty remarkable achievement. For, in, a, in Aston Martin's Fernando Alonso's podiumed in his first race for the team, and we're talking about Lance Stroll. That's a measure of the achievement. I watched Lawrence Stroll on the gridwalk yesterday, and he went, "Can you say I'm proud of my boy in Lance Stroll's in Lawrence Stroll's accent, please?" Proud of my boy. My boy. My boy. I'm proud of my boy. Um, Why is he so huge and Lance so tiny? <laughs> well, like you would have thought that there's some sort of hereditary size thing that happens. I did, do I mention that in a day of the life of? No, any, I don't 20 think new so. listeners, uh, go back and listen to our days in the lives of uh, various characters that we've done. We've, uh, people sent in a uh, day in the life. Uh, so Lawrence Stroll was one of them. Uh, I think we had... We did Horner. We did Horner. a bunch of people from Jer- the Jerry Horner we did as well. Yeah. Uh, I cannot believe that... Um, also, let us know who you want. Uh, we, we're gonna, we are gonna do some slight amendments on day in the life. Days in the life might be winter journals or yeah, jur- the jur- journals of. We'll be you know. catching up with all our special guests from the paddock, but in a new and exciting way. way. Every non-race week, um, I cannot believe that Lawrence Stroll just walking around in that sort of business suit gilet look. You know, and they're in second place. It's a remarkable achievement. Alonso and- was on the podium. Do we think... What did he say when he overtook uh, the Ferrari? He went, yes, <laughs> bye-bye. <laughs> do we think that this is... Do you remember a couple of years ago when Haas came seventh and everybody was going, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, batty bollocks about how brilliant Haas were? How much do you think this can be maintained? Um, yeah, I, that's the thing is the, every year in F1, they present an underdog story just so you'll watch. Last year it was Haas... Um, was it that last year or was that the year before? Yeah, it was last year where K-Mag finished in, uh, where he had that really great first race. And, and then, but then all the, thing is, Haas went out with their car, um, guns, uh, you know, gung-ho, guns blazing. And all the other cars had upgrades and, and were unlocking unlocking their packages. Yeah. Um, <laughs> whereas Haas's package was very much flopped out. Yes. And um, they didn't improve. And I just think this is a much stronger start for Aston Martin and cripple, cripplingly embarrassing for Mercedes to have a team that they supply an engine to beat them at their own game. Oh, yeah. That, that I must didn't hurt. even register that. That must hurt so much. And Alonso, here's the other thing as well. All of a sudden, Alonso is the underdog of F1 and everyone is going, oh, my God, isn't he am- He's so amazing. Yeah. I hit... Right, you know, in Ukraine, right, mm. right, when it, when and when when everyone goes, oh my god, that well done, them, well done you. I remember being a brown kid mm-hmm. and Ukrainians being one of the most racist bunch of people there were. Mm-hmm. And I feel the same way with Alonso when everyone's going, oh my god, isn't he amazing? Mm. And I go, I remember when he bribed his pit crew to f- screw Lewis Hamilton over. I remember when he leaked classified information. 
Like, well, he time was... heals all wounds, and I, and I'm sure one day we'll look back as favourably on Vladimir Putin as we do on <laughs> Fernando Alonso. The body forgets but trauma. Do you remember when he invaded that? No, not really. <laughs> I just remember that foundation he set up for uh, Siberians, for Russian athletes who are no longer allowed for to Russian compete. In sports. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and uh, and first place Red Bull. That's it for this week's show. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Uh, I I just want to read out a couple of things. Um, Make sure you follow us on our new TikTok account at Very Dirty Air because we have some exciting new content I'm dropping. I'm so excited about the content. Uh, we have a new theme tune. Do you like the theme tune? Yeah. Um, I want to thank James Flanagan. Flano, as I call him. Flano. Who, who I just want to, I will name drop because it's a cool thing. Mm. That our theme tune yeah. is by the guy who produced the new Weezer album. Wow. Isn't that, aren't we cool? And, and lots of other cool stuff as well. Yeah, and lots of other, lots of other cool things, but mainly that. Mainly that. Yeah, as a fan of Weezer's first two albums. Yeah, uh, and I mean, some of their later, yeah, like not one, so much. one or two songs off each album subsequently. Yeah, sure. Um, not you, I know, I remember you didn't like Jacked Up, did you? I, I didn't mind the Green album. Um, sure. But uh, speaking of feeling blue, if we're going to talk about Weezer, um, get sure ready that, for... Sure that reference get ready for lapped up by everybody. Get ready for another blue 2023, another blue F1 season, um, where we strap in, we get ready, we watch, and we will be with you every week of this Formula One season to show you Formula One as it truly is. I'm Josh Weller. And I'm Alfie Brown. And let's go round again, baby. Let's turn back the hands of time. And this is Dirty Air. I'm on Smart Time. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.